Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. You are on episode number 30. This week, as always, I got my co-captain with me. Scott Larson. And Scott, who do we have with us today? Well, we have one of the founders of the podcasting world in pinball. We have Mr. Jeff Rivera, who has uh, got me farther in pinball than anybody else. And he has been able to uh, break away from his busy schedule and to join us, which would have been our Texas Pinball uh, Festival preview. But instead, we're going to take a left turn and talk about a lot of states of pinball. How are you doing, Jeff? <laughs> um, I'm doing all right. I've also gone further with you than anyone else in pinball, Scott. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. We've gone all the way. Uh, we, we have actually, I, I purchased two games from Jeff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you're clarifying that because for my end, it does not sound right when you guys both say you've went all the way. So. Well, <laughs> we've consummated our pinball relationship. Yeah, that's just because you have such a dirty mind there, Rube. Uh, it's not dirty. Hey, I'm just, the people are already sitting in the car going, what the heck is going on? <laughs> hey, hey, we are still family friendly, okay? Nobody's in the car. There are no commutes right now. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, everybody's at home sequestered with their kids. And because they are so sick of listening to their kids right now, they are desperate for any pinball podcast related material. They have their headphones on and they're doing the dishes. Well, I'm glad we can be like the, the pinball podcasting world's ex-girlfriends. And now that you're desperate, you're coming back to us. (laughs) We're we're the backup podcast. That's what we are. You, You know it. So desperate action is still action. Hey, I'll take it all day, every day. Oh, where where are we even going with this? <laughs> well, let me put it. Well, let's open up. Let's talk about uh, Texas Pinball Festival and uh, the Deep Root launch. All of us were planning on going to the Texas Pinball Festival. I was planning on going to the Deep Root launch. And uh, essentially, the world is melting down with uh, contagion. So uh, everything has been... I would argue appropriately shut down while we're trying to prevent a, a worse pandemic than what we have. Uh, so it, it has really thrown a wrench into many things, including all the collateral damage with millions upon millions of dollars being lost daily, because a lot of these events are a lot of the people who code to these events, they're making their money off it and they're either selling their merchandise or they're the facilities people. They're selling. Uh, they're they're enabling these uh, these conventions, and right now it's it's a major hit on the economy. Um, I I was talking actually with Doctor Penn the other day, and he said I don't even I don't even like where my four hundred one k is going. So of course I had to log into mine, and yeah, uh, it's a good thing I have about twenty years left in my career to recover everything that's going on. I didn't look at my 401k. Just don't, just don't, 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 don't. I don't need more bad news. Yeah. Oh, Oh. and you forgot to mention too, we all survived the earthquake here in Utah. So there's that. (laughs) Okay. But I had the best, I I had the best story though. I was actually sitting on the porcelain throne and it started vibrating, not in a good way. And then I (laughs) shout out to my wife. I think we're just having an earthquake right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I just, I can't. 
Hey, hey, but I do have one of those special things. Last year, uh, Carol was in Europe, and so I got her one of those as a surprise because everything in Europe has special toilets and has one of those bidet toilet seat things. And so now when you sit down, it actually heats up to greet you, and it actually has like a humming sound as it sprays down water just so it creates a mist so you don't create too much noise. So it, it was it was almost like an amusement park ride. That's great. Um, I've been on the bidet bandwagon for a few years now, um, never going back. So with the toilet paper shortage, I'm good. As long as you're on that toilet. Yeah. Actually, all my kids come in. So there's five toilets in the house. And even my kids, they all come in to use that one. So essentially, we have one toilet in the house. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Potty Training Talk with uh, <laughs> with Jeff, Josh, and Scott. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you, you've hit a ton of topics all at once. And, and honestly, we're, I'm going to stop you right there just for a second. Cause I want to catch up with Jeff before we start diving in. Cause I feel all like right. the whole episode, we're going to be talking about coronavirus and economy and all that jazz, but people haven't heard from Jeff for how, how long has it been like a year or so? Um, the last episode we put out was it's not Pinberg yet. So that was probably, uh, June or so, May or June of last year. It's yeah, getting close to a year. And so what have you been doing in the last year? You've been hiding in your bat cave? Because we we we've called you Batman here on the show before, and you've been called that in the slap group before. That yeah, that's fine. Um I actually have friends in other friend groups that also call me that for some reason, so I'll just own it. Um Wow. The last year, huh? Um, well, it's not just me. Jessica moved from Oregon to Florida. So she's in Florida right now and um, is trying life out there um, for, for right now. So I'm going to ship her a microphone. We're going to pick this, the show back up and it'll be, we're still super far apart, but we'll be together online again. So that's why the show took some time off, but not the only reason. Um, there are plenty of other reasons. Uh, okay. So I've always been open about stuff that's been going on on my show and you're not used to bummers on your show, but it's going to be a little bit of a bummer. Um, I'll try and be brief uh, with it. So I have OCD and it's not like the wash my hands 500 times OCD. It's called intrusive thoughts. And I have things that hop in my head and I have no control over over them at all. They come in, they do their thing. They get me to try and compulse and do stuff. Um, and for the most part, I was pretty good about handling it, but it got really, really bad. And I had to go into treatment for it. I've graduated that program. Um, it was every single day and it basically made it so I couldn't work during that time. Um, the type of treatment it was is a exposure based therapy. So it was exhausting. And for a few months there, I couldn't do anything, but basically just go to treatment, come home, sleep. And that was it. And it was also very, very expensive. So I sold almost my entire pinball collection to fund that. And then just, um, to take one more slap on the face and really not a lot of people know this yet, but, um, I'm going through a divorce on top of it all has not been an easy process divorce. And, um, I've been separated since fall, but, uh, it's been kind of crazy. I can't 
get into a lot of the details because there's some legal stuff going on with it. But I have not seen my kids or my dog since December 7th. So I've been working to um, fix that. And it's been a legal process, which has been going well for me. It's just been crazy expensive. Um, so anyway, that's where I've been. And that's what I've been doing. If I have any free time and I'm able to stay awake through that free time, I'm just scrambling to get my business making money again. Um, it kind of put full stop on everything when I went into treatment. So pinball podcasting really kind of fell low on the priority scale there for a little while. Um, yes, I want to bring the show back. Um, I'm starting to get back to life again. Um, having gone through the LCD treatment and getting my mind back was really, really big. So for people who haven't seen me for a little while, they'll notice that I'm a lot more focused, more awake. Uh, but with everything else going on, I'm just really preoccupied. So, uh, <laughs> any questions? Since I work in medicine, um, a, a couple of things I want people to, to understand, um, uh, you and I actually talked uh, about this roughly a year ago, and mm -hmm. uh, I was actually overwhelmed and gratified and humbled that you would actually share something so intimate and personal uh, with me. Um, it's always challenging when you are trying, you have a friend and you see them struggling because uh, a lot of people don't understand how to deal with someone who is dealing with something that is is on the mental side. And, and I want to clarify a few things that uh, your brain is another organ in the body. And so if people had issues with their liver, or if they, they had issues with their kidney or their heart, there, there's no sort of stigma with that. And we, we just accept them and we try to help them out as much as possible. With the brain, I think a lot of people really do have this, this stigma where they don't want to they want to be sensitive to the needs of the of the individual, but they also, uh, they feel that in this halfway of how do I help? Um, I would argue that the best thing to do is to stay, stay involved with the person. And yes, there's going to be limits on, on how much they will let you in or what they will accept. But the best thing to do is to reach out and to let, let them know that, Hey, you're still thinking about them. You still care about them and you are there if and when they need you. And I think that's the, the, from my, my standpoint, anybody who has friends who are going through and regardless of what it is, if it's depression, if it's OCD, if it's um, anxiety, as long as they know they are not isolated and alone in the world, that seems to be at least one thing that you can do for someone you care about in your life. Totally agree with that. Support, validate, and uh, be present, I guess. So, yeah. And even if it's just sending messages and guess what, in today's society, if they don't respond, that's fine. I guarantee they're getting your message and they're actually reading it. Yeah. And if you have to send memes, cause everyone looks at a meme. <laughs> well, and, and that brings a question to my mind too, Jeff is, um, yeah. cause, cause I've known you for a couple of years now and you've always been the go-to guy. Like, whether it be that because you were the head of um, kind of like everything that goes on here pinball wise with the IFPA um, and like if even if we had a question about podcasting, like you always seem to be the one that's that's helping all of us. And so how, how do 
I'm trying to think how to put this. How, how do we reach out to someone like you that is always giving, but sometimes needs people to, to, to take care of them as well? Well, that's actually one of my issues was, is I have a help compulsion. Um, I, I haven't quite figured out what support looks like for me yet. Um, I'm barely getting back into kind of normal everyday life. And um, with me having been in treatment, they focus on like what your, you know, what your family members can do or what your friends can do, but very much just in regards to helping you manage your OCD. Now I've kind of been equipped with what I need to do to handle that. Um, I have no idea what is going to come my way over the next few months, but just knowing that people are willing or even like um, wanting to help or support, it means a lot. And I think emotional support is probably the biggest thing for me right now. Cause um, I'm all alone in a six bedroom house trying to make ends meet. Like, it's really weird. It's been a, all, you know, for the past 10 years, been a pretty noisy house and lively. And, um, you know, I've had to strip away a lot of the things that I like, um, like my pinball collection or, um, a lot of free time that I would dedicate to go fly fishing or, or other things like that. I mean, for those that are local, they, they noticed, I, I think I only made it to like six IFPA events last year in the state. That's very low for me. Um, and, you know, I was the last person qualified for the, the SCS. So um, I'm hoping that's not going to be the case this year. But for all the people that did reach out and have been, it's that's kind of all that I've really been needing. Um, so, yeah, it's it's nice to see people stepping up and doing that. Yeah. And and I would argue that it this is not a downer uh, it, it, to talk about things. This is actually life. And this is important because. I guarantee that we have degrees of separation of one. We know someone personally, whether or not you know that they are struggling with these things or not. This is something that will affect every single person. And at least being aware that you know, being there, being involved in their life is important because it, it would be so easy to say, "That's I don't know what to do. I'm going to isolate myself from that situation. But open yourself up, try to reach out, try to, try to help all those people who are struggling because you can make a difference in someone's life and whether or not it's just being there that it, we've always talked about pinball, having some of the best people and being there in someone's life. I can't imagine anything more important than just knowing that someone actually gives a damn about them. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on and even, I wasn't even expecting you to share that. I just, I figured, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's awesome that you're willing to be open about what's going on. I appreciate that. Yeah. I just, I feel like uh, mental health is one of the things that it would help a lot of people, whether you suffer from it or not, if it was normalized a bit. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm there for it. So no, no. Okay. Okay. Well, I, one, I want to make sure that we get, we give enough time due for what is really important because really uh you know we've been talking for 16 minutes and i would say that of the 30 podcasts we've done so far if this has been the most important 16 minutes that someone could possibly hear out there because in this world we become so socially uh, isolated that it is so easy for us just to feel in a world of six billion people that we are completely alone 
now that we're in forced isolation, at least physically. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's good. I've had a lot of time to process um, what's been going on and having gone through the intensive outpatient treatment, um, learned how to process it in a lot more healthy manner. So I'm probably doing a lot better than I should be. So if you really want to help Jeff out, you're still trying to sell some of your pinball collection, right? I know you don't want to get rid of it, uh, but you've been trying to sell it. Yeah. So I've got interest in my dialed in. Um, I'm going to have to sell that and I'm hoping not to have to sell my Wonka, but, uh, that would be next in line. So everything else is gone, man. I went from 17 machines to two real fast. That is, that's crazy. That's it's, I know when this all started, you, you messaged us like mental health issues suck. Like don't (laughs) let it get this, this far. And like, it, it's been hard for like a lot of us to watch because, like I said, you're our Batman. I don't know how else to put it. So it's it's hard to see like you have to get rid of your collection, but it's awesome to see that you're willing to take that step to 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 better yourself. Yeah, long term, long term, it'll be cheaper and easier to face it all now. So I'll I'll rebound with the collection and everything once I get back to kind of full working capacity. Um, it'll be fine. It's just going to be like some of those machines that I let go. I've had for like 12 years, 13 years. So it's kind of crazy seeing them go, but yeah, it's all right. Well, even, even games we know that you love like twilight zone. Like that's since I've known you, that's like your, your baby. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's all, yeah. That's always been my all time favorite and that, and I've had longer than any of my kids. So <laughs> yeah, well, well, I still have my twilight zone in my garage. So uh, you're welcome to uh, borrow that and use it as much as you want until <laughs> If you need mental health with a pinball machine. <laughs> awesome. I'm willing to babysit and fix pins, people. There you go. Okay, so transitioning, we have we are all in this weird zone where we were ramping up for this big uh, deep root launch and Texas Pinball Festival, but it's all gone. So Every last bit of it. Well, and everything else is up in the air, too. Like, yeah, we saw Hot Wheels, which... Yay. I, I don't know what else to say about Hot Wheels. That, you're getting that. That's what you're getting from me on that. But seriously, like we still have Possible Stern. Uh, we've got Deep Root, which um, I can't remember what they have or haven't confirmed. So I'm not going to confirm myself what's going on. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> and so we we know that uh, I, I think the pinball show talked about they're, they're still attempting to push through to do something with it. Um, but I mean – you look at those guys and they missed last year's date. And then it's like, they're all ready to go for this date. And then this happens. Um, poor Damien over at, uh, with Celts over at Haggis pinball. He's no longer coming to America because they've shut down virtually the airports for him. It sounds like, well, and yeah. the earthquake shut down our airport. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. We had so many reveals that were happening in the next two weeks. Are we still on those timelines? Is it still going to happen? No. Uh, no chance. I mean, th- this is this is a global economy pause, and so uh, I don't see any of them being able to ramp things up. Uh, I, I, you and I mes- messaged uh, JJ, and he said, or I, I think he posted on Facebook, and we were asking about um, how the business was, and even uh, actually, I'm sorry, it wasn't JJ, it was uh, Zach Mini, and he said, so far that hasn't been such a slowdown. But I, I don't see how I – mean, a pinball is a complete luxury item. 
I, I, I don't see how people, when they're having their decrease and uh, the government's talking about giving everybody $1,000 to help them make ends meet, I, I don't see how that's going to change uh, with people just buying the same amount of pinball machines that they have in the past. It, it's gotta, it's gotta affect us in the next two to three months. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, dominoes yet to fall economically is still. So I don't know, like it's pretty early to project what's going to happen to pinball. Um, who knows a vaccine could come out for this thing and like really squelch it, or it could become a yearly issue, which would be awful. Um, we don't need a flu on top of the flu during flu season, but, um, as far as what's happening now, like I've, I've lost a lot of work personally that, um, definitely impacted what I'm going to be doing in pinball this year. Everything from certain shows I was going to attend that I've had to budget out to, um, you know, possibly budgeting for a, a pinball machine later in the year once I kind of got work going again. But, um, the longer it takes to get back my feet, the less I'm going to be able to buy. And I, I'm, I know I'm not, alo- I'm not alone in that. Um, so with the uncertainty, I can't take that thousand dollars and put it towards like an EM and, you know, an a part order of parts from pinball life or something. Honestly too. It's like, um, I don't know, like JJ over at game exchange, we were talking about him and he right now, cause he knows everyone's cooped up. He's doing an offer on a used game. It's like 500 bucks for the first game. You have to, you have to agree to have it for two months, but then it's like two fifty every game after that. And so, I mean, if you're cooped up, that that's, an all right deal but then again yeah we don't know where we're gonna be sitting in a month so it's like do i dare take that risk and then in a month i need that thousand dollars i just i don't know it's it's so goofy right now well i i guess what i would say is that there are ways that we can help out people with the pinball community and uh, and even like friends who have businesses so some sometimes in the service business if you can't get their service right now then you can buy like it's, it's essentially a gift card. Like you can actually say, Hey, I know you can't do this service right now, but I'm going to prepay you for this. And then anticipate that when things get less crazy, you can do that. And so whether or not that's with restaurants, whether or not that's with uh, you know, a, a contracted person who does something for you, um, you can do that and still try to keep things lubricated um, until they actually get back on their feet. Because if you have a restaurant and you just don't get anything, you will shut down. If if you have, um, if you have a, 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 I don't know, some sort of contracting, whether or not you're a photographer, whether or not you're a caterer, whether or not you're any of these things, if you want to help out your favorite people, contact them and say, hey, I know you can't do it right now, but can I prepay? Yeah, that's a good point. I totally agree. I think I think there's other ways that you can help. I know that uh, the government's stepping up, which is awesome. But where do you guys think? So, do we even throw out any scenarios? Where do we think the the pinball economy is going to to end up at this point? I mean, you you have Deep Root that we can only guess how many machines they were going to debut. It, it, it depends. It depends on what their fallback is. Uh, Deep Root's fallback is Robert. I mean, he he has the funds to actually weather the storm. Um, Stern is the the biggest company out there, and they they are dominating the market. So uh, I think they will have to scale down a little bit. But the bottom line is, they're the ones who are still manufacturing. I think the part that you're going to start seeing is you're going to start seeing in some of the smaller ones. Um, 
even JJP to an extent, you're going to see spooky hit to an extent because they, they just don't have the same volume that Stern does to, uh, to float uh, haggis that who knows if haggis will be able to weather the storm because this is a, a global, a, this will be a global economic depression that will take years to get out of um, any of these small other things. Um, you know, we haven't, we haven't talked about the, um, is the gangster one. Oh, uh, Kingpin. Yes. Kingpin. So uh, we're going to see if they're going to be able to weather the storm. Also people, you know, also s- small people in the service industry. I mean, you have Chris over at high end pens. I mean, are people going to be willing to spend, you know, $5,000 in restoring their dream pen if their 401k took a 20% dive? That's a good point. Uh, I hope it's only 20%. <laughs> I have a, I guess I have an optimism for all of it. Um, I really, I really hope that here in a month we'll have a better clarity of what's going on. Yeah. My biggest, my biggest thing, and I, I know Jeff is maybe on the same ship with me, but what happens to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles now? I mean, usually the, the schedule is as TPF happens, then Stern reveals not even like two days later. Do you think that pushes back Ninja Turtles? It allows them to add Venus in there. Venus uh, de Mello. Ah, uh, no, the, no. The best, the best turtle. Um, I hope it, you know this awkward silence is because of you, Scott. It's it's not <laughs> awkward. It's just an angry silence, is what it is. So, um, no, I don't know what it's going to do to marketing timelines because we, like they said, it's still so early to know what it's going to do to people's buying habits. Um, if people aren't willing to buy, you can't really invest in in like promotion. Um, so you would want to sit and hold it, but how are you going to like convince people to buy the next thing without showing it? It, it pinball is a weird thing. Like people expect a certain cadence of releases and announcements. And I mean, yeah, time's coming to show the next game, but I don't know. Like, I guess they look at sales of things that are on the line and see how that that's going to be impacted. I mean, this three weeks ago, wasn't that big of a deal. It's, it's so sh- short, um, the time scale of all this happening still. So who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Cause even like last week we were, you know, it, it started hitting, but we were, st- I was still debating whether to go to Texas pinball festival or not. It didn't seem like it was that big of an issue until, you know, it started becoming a state of emergency. So, right. Well, it, it, it literally went in, uh, in 48 hours. Um, cause I was actually mentioning, uh, uh, Christian line, Dr. Penn, uh, because we're both anesthesiologists. So I, I was just messaging back and forth and finding out how his hospital was doing and what they were doing uh, to limit services. And I'm not kidding. Within 48 hours, it was a, yeah, I, I think we'll still be able to go forward. It's not uh, it's not global to, yeah, it, it's off. We're it's done. Over. And, and that's 48 hours. And the, the first time it, it felt real to me was when the NBA canceled games. Right. That, that seemed that seemed to be oh this is this is a big deal and I'm going to see everything cancel. Thanks to Utah, by the way, too. Want <laughs> <laughs> hear something kind of funny about that? So the first two players that were um, positive were obviously Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Um, the day before Donovan Mitchell got his positive test, I was talking with him in person, and I ended up. St- 
developing a cough like right after. So I had to go get tested. Um, and my results came back yesterday. I'm clear. I'm clean of virus. I have something else, but, uh, it was just like, did he give it to me? Did I give it to him? If I give it to him, was I the one that shut down the entire NBA and basically the sports world? Cause I had just come back from California from a court date. And so I'm like thinking, did I pick it up in California? Did I give it to Donovan Mitchell? Did he actually give it to Rudy Gobert? Like, what happened here? Um, I'm so glad that I'm not the one that shut down the NBA though. It wasn't me guys. Okay. But did you see that, me- that the meme that went around that it was cold, but it was hilarious. It had Rudy Gobert and he said defensive player third time in a row. He literally shut down the NBA. <laughs> I didn't, but I mean, it, it was almost my fault. Like hey, Almost. Yeah. I was going to say, what's even worse about the situation too, is just, I don't know. I don't know if any of you follow the NBA closely, but Rudy Gobert was kind of like, I don't want to say making fun of it, but he was very nonchalant about it. And he like, Oh, he was making fun of it. He was totally making fun of it. Yeah. 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 Three weeks ago, it was kind of a joke, and today it's not. Like today, people are really afraid and people are worried. And three weeks ago, it was kind of like uh, I don't know. I, we had the same thing with uh, swine flu. It was funny for a couple of weeks, and then it was everywhere. And I actually got it. Um, I had, and my aunt died from it. So it stopped being funny at one point. And I think we're at the. It's not that funny anymore. The memes are still great, but. Yes, they are. Yes. Like the actuality of it is it just kind of sucks being stuck in your house and um, being limited to one loaf of bread per trip to the store. Well, y- you have to find humor in crises. And and people can look at it as cold-blooded, but really, if you if you lose your humor, then it really puts you in a really dark state. And, and you, you have to just accept that life fo- f- follows some ironic paths. Yeah. Uh, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> I just watched that the other night. Okay, so. you know what? It that's one of those things where the book and the movie they are different, but they're both equally awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that the movie doesn't have flaws or its cheesy moments or what's going on there moments, but I put that in my list of perfect movies. So if if you have time, I mean it seems like a lot of us have time. You really should go through the uh, rotten tomatoes. Um, what's the perfect movie and what isn't. Uh, I just, my son and I sat down and watched jaws. It's his first time. Um, you know, for a 1975 movie, it really does hold up. I totally forgot there was uh, nudity at the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? The swimmer. Yeah. Oh. Well, it had been a little bit since I'd seen it. So, uh, but you do yeah. know that amity means friendship, right? Really? <laughs> but long story short, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like ninety eight percent. Would you agree that that is that good of a movie? I do. Um, I, I think so. I I'm not going to get into my full list of what are perfect movies, but just to throw out a few of them, so you kind of know what I consider perfect: um, Jurassic Park, Jaws, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. Um, there's a zone and you kind of look at the time periods. Those are all like late seventies to early nineties. Um, but they hold all of them still hold up extremely well. Um, so they've, they've already stood the test, the test of time. Um, how do you feel about last, last Jedi? It's not a perfect movie. The only perfect star Wars is empire strikes back and it is perfect. Okay. You know what? Rogue one is a perfect movie. I watched it the other day and I cried a little bit. 
Oh. Well, maybe maybe when they need to sell the remaining Star Wars pins, they'll re-theme it to Rogue One. Oh, wow. That that hurts. That hurts. It it would work. It probably would. Because you die on the plunge. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's terrible. Nobody survives. <laughs> you know, my list of movies, uh, What my all-time favorite is The Dark Knight. I mean, and it holds a very respectable score. That's a perfect Rock movie. Yeah, it really is. It just every time I watch it, it, it's just amazing. The movie, the other movie my son and I started watching was Gremlins. Mm-hmm. That is cheesy, easy, eighty goodness. Oh, it's it's crazy. Why is that no one's favorite Christmas movie? It takes place during Christmas. It is a Christmas movie, <laughs> and it is self-aware. Like they know they're being cheesy, which helps. Yeah. That's oh true. yeah, that whole bar scene, and yeah. you know the the flashing, everything, just fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite movie is really old school. It has to go back to like 1950 something. It's Ben Hur. Okay, and 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 it's probably because I'm a 90 year old trapped in a 45 year old man's body. But no, your body's about 92. You're breaking down. Quite Ouch, a bit. that hurts. Actually, it's probably true. My I, I've been working <laughs> on a plantar wart on my foot. Seriously, like who has to deal with a plantar wart? And I've been dealing with it for four months. Uh so Josh, when he dies. Um, I'll happily fill in on a weekly basis because right, his that, body's that crumbling. Wait, yeah. wait, am, am I turning into the Jeff? Is it, is this you just going to be, is this just going to be my health updates? I haven't been it, able you, to breathe deeply for a year either. Should we talk about warts, that? varicose veins, diminished lung capacity. Um, I'm sorry. We, we've got to share this for a second. Now that you've brought it up, we've got to share this. So the last tournament we did at Scott's house, he didn't play with us because he just had surgery for his varicose veins. And so like, <laughs> So we're playing pinball and there's Scott laying in the middle of the floor with like his legs in the air because that's wrapped. part of like, yeah. yeah, wrapped. And we're just like, You all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just keep playing. <laughs> hey, that's commitment. That's commitment to pinball. Yes, yes, it is. I, I, I share I share my health my health issues too. So Yeah. I'm still trying to find the the best rated movies on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm completely lost on the site. Just watch Sing Street. That's my always recommendation for people. Everyone likes it. Sing Street. You want my always recommendation? Me and my wife's always recommendation is The Rundown with The Rock and Sean William Scott. Uh Uh-huh. What? Now, that is cheesy 2000s fun. You've never seen The Rundown? Okay. Is this like Aquabats 2.0? No. It's got Christopher Walken in it. Where you bring up some esoteric thing that nobody knows except you. I know what the rundown is. Yeah, see? Never saw it, but I know what it is. Sing Street is that uh, is the band in uh, Ireland, right? Yes, in the 80s. Yeah, no, that that's a great one. Yeah, that's it's, a great one. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's time for you to watch the rundown. It's very cheesy. Uh, it's kind of got some rescue-esque moves to it because you know it's got the rock in it but it, okay. it's it's hilarious because it's got the bad guy's christopher walken you can't say no to christopher walken so Th- does he ask for more cowbell uh, he does not in this one but he does talk about the tooth fairy and it's hilarious because <laughs> he's trying to like explain the tooth fairy to these guys that only speak portuguese okay yeah, uh, yeah. any just just do it it's like three bucks to rent you've got time i know you do <laughs> it's probably true 
I want to move on. I want. I want to. Let's talk Twippies really quick. So oh, okay, okay. Well, one thing I also don't want to talk about. So Texas Pinball Festival, they had all the merchandise, and so they uh, in order. I, Ed took a bath on this, so please go out, buy a T-shirt, buy a banner, buy a keychain. I don't care what you do. Just go ahead and buy something, and so try to help them out too. Um, again, seriously, look for any of your favorite uh, places you frequent, and you know, uh, call uh, um, Tilt Cycle. See if he has anything for you. J- just figure out some way of buying one of these small things from them. But again, Texas Pinball Festival, go buy the merchandise. Same with, uh, sorry, the two people we were supposed to give a shout out, we were going to be supporting while we were at Texas Pinball Festival, um, was Brad Hunter of Lit Frames. Uh, He's got some wonderful product. And also the other gentleman I was going to start talking about too is Jockton, because he was going to be at TPF as well with his pin shades. And so I feel bad because like pin shades is something you got to like, experience yourself to like understand how awesome it is and so i was like dude like rock on i'm, I'm excited for people to get this in their hands and then well we all know how it ended so hey when i had retinal tearing those uh light sensitivity glasses absolutely saved my pinball life so i, I kind of want to see them what we'll to bring them up and uh, okay come on down uh we're we are going to do something this week or next week and i will bring them up because cool. uh, you, you don't have AR uh, glass on your pinball machines, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. So so that'll be great because we'll be able Wait. to try that out. Yes, I do. Because they're just JJPs now. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, we can go to Keto's and try them out. Okay. Okay. So let's let's talk some Twippies if you don't mind. Bring I don't mind. Awesome. So for those who don't know, Jeff Patterson, not Jeff Rivera. Jeff no. Patterson has decided to keep going on with the Twippies. The show must go on, right? I'm pretty for sure Moto and Carrie's still the host. I, I yeah, but we're we're gonna be doing we're we're still gonna be presenting that. I don't know if we talked about this last show, but we we're, we're gonna present one of the was it topics? No, not topics. Awards. Awards. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Awards. We're gonna go with that, <laughs> but. I want everyone to tune in and support this. Cause like Jeff is still get the thing is, is like a lot of us don't have much to do between if, if your job has shut down at this point or it, it's been tore down by an earthquake or whatever it may be, you know, you're gonna be sitting at home with a lot of time. And so Jeff is putting like an amazing amount of effort into making this still go on. So w- what do you guys hope to see in the twippies? Well, I was supposed to be the photographer at the show for the twippies. So am I going to take pictures of a computer screen? Maybe. Yeah, I still you should. Do that. I should act like I should act like I'm taking pictures of that. Um, Just screenshot them all. You know, I still I still have the outfits, uh, the uh, the two suits that I ordered. They're still upstairs. Oh. And and my wife came home because she was in Europe. Yes, thank you very much. She just got home on Sunday, and uh, so she's been sequestered. And she looked at it as like, why do you have these dumb and dumber suits? And I'm like, well. It's a funny story. <laughs> she I didn't, didn't know. I, I well, okay, so I didn't tell her. No, I, 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 you can't release all your pinball crazy on your family at once. You have to dole it out slowly. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm not gonna lie. So, so what did your wife say? She's just like, oh, yeah, it's par for she, the course she, kind of thing. She just, she just rolled her eyes. One thing I'd actually 
would like to see with the Twippies is I'd like to see some of the announcements of games integrated into them. Um, Because we have the awards and we have things like that. But a lot of the times at like E3 and stuff for the video game industry, they do all their announcements at their big shows. And I know it's not an award show, but when Spike does the video game awards, they announce new stuff there. So I think it'd be kind of cool because if they were announcing product or games in the Twippies, it's probably not you know, possible this year. Who knows? But um, it would bring a lot of viewers to it and it would help to really drive the show for future years. Um, the more people that watch, they're going to be involved in the voting next year. And I think it'd be a really cool nod by the manufacturers of whether they're mods or full games to support the show in that way saying, Hey, we've got something coming out. We'd love to debut it on your show. So again, probably too late to do that kind of stuff this year, but I think it'd be something that'd be neat if companies started thinking that direction. And I think it would cement its legitimacy as well. I think there's the problem is, is that people always kind of question its legitimacy, um, whether that's warranted or not, but um, that would be really cool. If you guys win, it's totally not legit. I'll just say that. Absolutely. Well, I I voted like a thousand times. Is that bad? <laughs> I voted. Went yeah. with the old uh, Chicago ver- vote early, vote often. Yeah, exactly. You know what? <laughs> yes, that's true. All right. Let, let's 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 beeline it out of that topic really quick. So, right. Jeff, you own a Wonka. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think that Jurassic Park has it locked down for Game of the Year? Do you think Wonka has a chance? I mean, Wonka has a chance, but it's a small chance. Um, I think Jurassic Park pretty much has it. The only thing is, is like a lot of people, and I wish we could kind of get away from this. They are kind of like advocate voting. So like they might be mad at Stern because of the UV kit for Stranger Things. So now they're not going to vote for Jurassic Park and they're going to vote for anything else just to stick it to them. And I hope people aren't really doing that, but that's always a factor in these sorts of things. Um, but no, I think Jurassic Park's pretty much got that. I agree. It's just way more widely played as well. Um, I mean, most well, shows you go to have like four or five Jurassic Parks and one Wonka. Well, I, and I think that's really what hurt uh, Pirates of the Caribbean last year. I mean, legitimately, I think Pirates of the Caribbean is a more ambitious game. And with what Eric did, it was unbelievable. But I think it was hamstrung just because there weren't as many of them out there. And so people didn't get exposed to them, whereas Iron Maiden was flooding the market. Yeah, it matters for sure. What what about uh, the rookie of the year? Like, what do you feel about that? Because it ended up being basically a dragnet category of, hey, uh, you're kind of new to pinball doing something different. Well, the problem is it's not even like you're new to pinball, like. Dead Flip's been in the hobby for five years now. Sure. Like sure. actively. So but, but you're doing is making a game for the first time. Yeah. True. So I guess that's he's been in pinball, but maybe not the industry. I don't know how they want to like split those hairs, but um I will say the layout he's making looks pretty awesome. I don't know. I just th- I think rookie of the year is um it's one of those things that they need to better define it or they need to get rid of it. That's just my opinion. I think I think last year was justified. You had Scott Denise, you had Keith Owen, and you had Eric Minier. Right. I mean, you right. had it was very defined. No one gave a crap about it because those were three people that were obviously rookies in the category that they were going for. 
I think the way I would refine that sort of category, because some years you're just not going to have anybody that's, you know, new on the scene or you only have one or two. I think what you should probably do is change it to like a breakout award where, you know, a designer that's been around could win it, but maybe they've done something different um, or unexpected. And um, it's not like a comeback award, but it's just like this year you kind of set yourself apart. And then the newcomers would naturally fall in there as well. Cause if somebody's first time, um, designing a pinball machine, then obviously they would be considered for like a breakout award. So, but we'll see. I mean, like, uh, it would be cool if they kept getting enough newcomers to the industry to support that award. I mean, that'd be great. Well, and I think the other thing that was brought up with it too, is do you, do you define it solely as someone that has done something to further the pinball industry or do you let it be a dragnet for the whole hobby in general? Because that was kind of the problem with this go around. I mean, you got Tim Sexton, obviously a man that deserves it with his work on Black Knight. Um, but, you know, okay, I'll use us as an example because I feel like I can take a swat at us without anyone being mad. Your mom will be upset. Yeah. Does our contribution to the hobby even come close to compared to Tim Sexton's contribution in the hobby? It depends. Like, what if uh, people don't like modern pinball, but they do like podcasts? And there's a lot of players that don't really. Pinball is getting enough variation into it that the things that people value, some people don't even really like playing that much. They just like the hobby. Like, they like to have a few machines that they can tinker around with. They like discussion, but they're not big time players. And that sounds weird to say, but pinball offers enough content aside from actual playing of pinball that you can be involved that way. Maybe you really just enjoy the art or you enjoy, I don't know, the general excitement of it. But um, for a person like that, they probably don't care about the intricacies of code and, and updates and, and such. But for like the tournament player, they're going to say, yeah, fresh ideas and code is extremely valuable. The most important thing going on right now, Uh, it's going to be perspective based. What would you think about instead of having a rookie of the year having, you know, like in the Oscars, how they have like, you know, the in memoriam where they have the famous people who have died. And so it's all the people, you know, you can't just have best person who died this year, uh, (laughs) which would be kind of interesting. But uh, what they could do is just say, hey, these are the, um, you know, for, for an Instagram term, these are the influencers who made a splash this year and you can just have like 10 people and just talk about them or I don't know. Do you, do you think that's, it's unnecessary? I mean, I'd get tired of being put on the list, but I'm down for it. Sure. Yeah. You're so hipster using that word influencer. Guys, I used to work for an influencer marketing firm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry guys. I, I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> I I've been doing a project while I've been talking to you guys. I know it's terrible of me, okay. but I got, I got my new arcade one up teenage mutant Ninja turtles bar stool. Ooh. And I've been putting it together because I want to test ride this baby. while I'm on air with you guys. Cause if you don't know this, my recording studio is a cold cellar in the bottom of the farmhouse and it's not very comfortable down here. So no. I got I... something nice for my tissue. It would be hilarious if there was just a loud crack and a, I'm all right. I'm ah! all right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Are you trying it right now? 
Yes, I, I'm I'm setting it down next to the microphone. This is going down. Okay, okay. so how how did you get this? Because I bought the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, and I I didn't get a bar stool. Uh, it came out last week. You can get it via Walmart. Oh, like w- with the game or without it? Without the game. How much was it? It sold uh, eighty bucks, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, just Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm sorry. It's just not. I'm not a Ninja Turtle fanboy. I, I actually already have a Ninja Turtle game. Didn't I tell? Didn't I show it to you? I got it for five bucks. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. The pinball machine for Ninja Turtles has been inevitable because they've had so many toy pinball machines made, like different iterations and stuff. It it was just a matter of time. So. Yeah, they're not the rise I, of. Rise of the tip. Okay, <laughs> I just hope they have like when you sit on it, it has a uh, vanilla ice. Go ninja, go ninja, go. It does not, oh, but it is a nice. And, it's got a nice cushion to it. Oh, it's okay. a nice bar stool. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, rotate like most bar stools. But okay, all right. It's official. Officially licensed. That's all you need, right? You know, yeah. the only time that I actually got near the end of uh, Turtles in Time was when the game crashed on me. So I still haven't done it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the arcade one up, like, don't get me wrong. I love the little guy, but it kind of takes the fun out of it when you can dump 999 lives into the thing and just go to town. Okay, that's yeah. all my kids do. My kids, I, I'm sitting there trying to hit and, and fight the characters, and they're just hitting the ad add character buttons so i'm just hearing cowabunga 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 <laughs> well i'm trying to fight and they're just standing around um we put limits on the number of credits so like when i'm playing uh those games with my kids are like all right guys we're each gonna get five credits we're gonna see how deep into this game we can go and uh sometimes you know they want to continue beyond that and i was like all right, all right you know like do one more and you reach up and turn it off, right? You're like, no, click. I just, sh- <laughs> I don't actually backhand, but I show them my backhand and oh, they okay. understand. <laughs> don't you dare touch that credit. Yeah. Cause you will smack the machine, right? Cause that's what the backhand means. Smack the machine. Yeah. Well, it's we've just- had a couple of parties and it's just the kids come down and that's seriously what they gravitate towards. They hear the sounds and then they, as soon as they push the, add the player and it's cowabunga or, or is it let's kick shell is the other one, depending on which yeah. game you're on. And my wife's like, I'm going to kill me some kids because seriously, like that's all they do. And they can't just leave the sound turned down. No, no, no. They got to turn all the way to 15. And so you can hear it through the whole house just yelling, let's kick shell. Let's kick shell. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, ah. And, it's, and they can never let it like go all the way out either. So it's like, let's get let, 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 let. You're like, yeah. OK, we get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. That's your Ninja Turtle talk for this episode. <laughs> I wonder if people are sick of the Ninja Turtle talk. They're like. I- can we please just release this thing so Josh has nothing else to talk about? I feel like it's become our Maverick. Oh, that's good. Hey. That's a good one. A, a non-existent one is your Maverick. That's great. Yeah. Well, yes. I did buy it on VHS the other day. I saw it at a thrift store, uh, TMNT, the 1990 movie. Um, okay. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. And it was a it, it was from a rental place, so it's got that... Uh, hard the plastic shell that you squeeze, it? you squeeze it, and then the the VHS slides out. Oh, oh yeah, it's oh, like yes. that. Uh, yeah, it's like that hard shell condom thing. Yeah, and it, it, what it does is it makes sure that the box stays in like perfect condition, though. Yeah, um, yep. yeah. Does it have a sticker that says "Be kind, please rewind"? 
Um, it has something about rental on it. Um, but I haven't like I don't have a VHS player anymore. I don't think. But I bet I, you it still has that awesome uh, Pizza Hut ad in front with the kid playing baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Just just so you know, I do have a VHS machine, so you can come down and, and try it out. I have one as well. I, I that's great. That's great. Did you know that Ninja Turtles actually held the highest grossing independent film made up to like Napoleon Dynamite came out in like oh five? That makes sense. Um It was hot at stuff. At least they got taken down by someone with like nunchuck skills. Both staff skills, nunchucks. Who wants to take a round roundhouse kick to the face with these sweet babies? These bad boys. Yeah, these bad boys. So that's the next pinball machine, right? Oh, Napoleon Dynamite. That would be an LE purchase right there. You know it. (laughs) The Uncle Rico edition or whatever. Yeah, I I love when he's playing tetherball by himself, and he's like hitting it. You could have a tetherball mech in there. Yeah, it's kind of like the Jurassic Park car, but it just keeps spinning. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, well, I, yeah, I love it's it. Not, it's not the Jurassic. Okay, that's what Hot Wheels has. Did you see that? Hot Wheels <laughs> the just Jurassic has Park that car. car spinning around. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, what? Okay, we're we're on this now. What are your guys' first impressions of Hot Wheels? Since we've seen wonderful uh, cell phone footage of it. Uh, I don't like to judge a lot off of cell phone footage. Um, but since that don't blame is you. all that we have, I'll say this. It looks fine. Um, it's very standard, which I think is probably a good thing for coming from American pinball. Um, if we're either one of you guys in the four player group of Oktoberfest at, at the, the, at, um, at Denver that lasted for like, an hour and a half. Yeah. And it was you and Dan played on ball one for like 45 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. yeah. And I, so, I think I wandered by, I think I wandered away and played like five <laughs> games of black Knight, and I came back and you guys were still playing with it. Yeah. And so that's not going to happen here, which is nice. Um, it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of complex things that are going to be problematic, but uh, I don't know. It's going to see how well they are at building a standard game. Cause it is, it's got a couple of little surprises and stuff in there and it's got some of their little trademarks, but okay, I um, do love that on the uh, outlane and the inlane lights, it says spells Epic. Yeah. Epic. That kind of, I didn't know epic. they poached Jared from Stern, but Epic. Yeah. You know, okay. I, uh, okay. My, my take on it is, you know what? This is going to be that game that 70 year old grandpa is going to buy and put in his basement. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, yeah, this is exactly catering to that crowd. And I actually have said it before. It's actually good when you have options outside of my wheelhouse, because I am perfect. The the main demographic for Stern, I am the 45 year old dude with a pinball basement. And right. so this theme is not for me. However, this is a theme where grandpa's saying, hey, I'm trying to have some cool things for my grandkids to come over. And they, you know, are you kidding? They're not going to buy Iron Maiden. They're not going to buy Kiss. They're not going to buy, you know, uh, Motley Crue. They're not going to buy any of those things. But they're like Hot Wheels. Oh, okay, I'll buy that. So it, as long as it plays somewhat, as long as it is good enough, they'll sell. And so I, yeah. I think it's actually a good thing. And perhaps it's one of those things where they're going for a market that is currently untapped and really 
that uh, that older guy with a game room. You know, it's in some ways it's a little bit like the Jetsons, but this is something that even they will relate to the 70 year olds. Right. Hot Wheels been around. Well, and I hope it's one of those games that's like the shadow where no one likes the theme, but it's like such a killer game that you're just like, I have to own the shadow because like you got to admit the whole price in that title is solely because of gameplay. It's not in theme whatsoever. Right. The The resale value. So. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about Hot Wheels is it's not going to be for a lot of people a theme that gets them excited, but it's not going to be a turnoff theme. Like um, Iron Maiden plays really well, but there's a lot of people who don't like the theme, and it's a turnoff theme for some. I who's who's like irritated by toy cars? You you kind of have to be a grumpy person, right, to just say I'm flat out irritated by that. Not I can true. see not enjoying it, not liking it, but it shouldn't annoy you. I agree. It's basically a non-threatening theme that you recognize. Yeah. Do you think it's the theme at the bar, though, that people walk over and they go, oh, hey, Hot Wheels, and they drop They're not going for the bar. That's Oktoberfest. And then Gottlieb will come out and make Matchbox uh, cars. (laughs) The premiere will be back. That would be so sweet. It'll be like burning tires is what it will be. (laughs) Something like that. Nice. Well, My, it, micro it, machines. You remember those? They were awesome. Oh, yes. You know, I was so jealous because I was so dirt poor when I was a kid that all those all those little little brats who had every single toy, you know, the guy who had the at at machine. Like I was so jealous of the guy with the at at machine and the Yoda underoos because I didn't get those. I'm sorry. I know. I, right? I don't know I, what to say to that. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of want to. Did you know you can buy adult size underoos now? I I kind of wanted to buy some some Yoda underoos <laughs> just to surprise my wife one night, and yeah, it was a surprise. Yeah, not in a good way. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's an that's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> You're done having kids, though, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've been fixed. I'm shooting blanks. So okay. So yeah, it's not going to change a whole lot for you. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you an update next episode. <laughs> no, no, I'll just we'll just just figure that you did it. Leave it to your. I'm pretty for sure we'll hear about it on Facebook. So uh, <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I don't know why. Well, we've been watching a lot of Big Bang Theory lately because you know time, and so uh, yeah. Now all I'm thinking about is like because Sheldon, that's all he wears is like Spider Man and superhero under ruse because it always comes up as a joke when you know this was still in the laundry and anyhow well he usually has the flash shirt on that's that's his go-to yeah so yeah i I had to stop watching that when my kids were old enough to get all the innuendos well my wife points sometimes they literally talk about sex every single episode i'm like no they don't no they they do do. yeah we're in like season four it's every single. i've never noticed it yeah it must be (laughs) I don't know what it is, but yeah, I guess I'm oblivious. I don't know. Cause this is our fourth or fifth time going through the whole series. By the way, did you just said you're oblivious? Cause that's awesome. That, that I did. And, and I, uh, wanna, I will own I, up to that. Yes. I want to be oblivious. <laughs> I'm pretty for sure. I said oblivious, but Hey, sure. Uh, yeah, fine. Oh my goodness. I hear Bolivia okay. is beautiful this time of year. <laughs> I heard Oblivion's a fantastic game, so it could be. Okay, so so the last topic, because we've gone completely off the rails, but the last thing that we did talk about is, or we wanted to talk about is, 
it's probably the uh, the end of having hey i'm buying this license and i get everything with it including the music the actors the uh the videos everything with it and so exactly where are we in pinball and themes because it seems like we have to pick and choose with the theme okay so which parts of the theme are paramount is it the name is it the music is it this actor is it that so like what is it that will allow you to still purchase a theme but have enough of it that it's relevant so hold on i want i want to do a couple examples before we develop into this really quick okay um so the reason this is getting brought up, I mean, obviously Jurassic Park's a fantastic game. And the main complaint was is there was no movie, like actual movie footage and stuff like that in it. But what they got with the 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 theme was the dinosaurs, the logo, and the music. And so it's proved that you can make an awesome game with just some of the elements from the movie. And we've heard the rumor, this has been talked about on multiple different podcasts, that Jaws was only going to be like the shark and the boat maybe the music but that's it um so i think first off i think if you're going to buy anything asset wise from steven spielberg you're going to run into this and second off do you think this starts becoming a trend where jurassic park like games becomes the standard so yeah it's actually it's actually something that's been going on for a long time but they've been hiding it better because they used dmds so they didn't need to buy the video clips um they didn't have to buy this always get the image uh, rights to certain actors um if you take a game that sounds like it has a lot of uh theme packed into it and it does let's like look at simpsons pinball party now the trick there is that most of the voice actors on the Simpsons voice like four to five characters. So they only needed to get a couple of people and they got a whole bunch covered. Plus they used Fred Young to imitate a few voices. But um, if they were to do the Simpsons today, they probably have to sacrifice and get down to a single voice actor. They'd probably go with, you know, Homer's voice or Bart's voice. And then they'd use video clips, um, which would be a whole different cost. And, uh, I think that the introduction of live video started causing that trade-off because they have to get, again, with real-time movies like Jurassic Park, they would have had to get Jeff Goldblum to sign off on his um, image being used and like all that complicates stuff. Um, personally, uh, I like what they did as far as limiting um, the image assets and not using video clips. As much as I love Jurassic Park, the movie, and we already went over that, um, I think it just opens up possibilities to do what they want with it if they're not having to tie in certain shots to trigger this scene or that scene. Like, if you look at the Munsters, um, it's just like a clip show of repeating clips over and over and over. Um, and it just feels like there's a little bit less freedom to, to do what they want within the game at that point. But... Yeah, they're, they're going to have to keep dividing these up. Uh, the, the cost of these licenses seem to keep be going up more and more, and they're going to because there's more competition for them now. It's not just Stern being the only builder saying, hey, we want to do a pinball machine. Um, and they approach Disney, and well, Disney say, yeah, but we are also talking to JJP. They want this too. And you know who else might be putting in for it? So the cost of the stuff is just going to go up constantly because of that. 
Yeah, I I think that it is actually beneficial to have a story that's within the world of Jurassic Park, but not necessarily the same story. Right. Uh, I, I know someone who had, it was Gary, uh, my buddy, he had an L.E. Star Wars. And he's and he actually he liked it. It was fun. He it was the most beautiful Star Wars because he had blinged it out. He had done all sorts of really cool things with it. And he said, eventually, it was the constant callouts from the movie that made him want to sell it because it was making him not like the movies anymore. I could see it. Just repetitive, right? It was just repetitive. So, you know, every time the ball drains, it's Yoda, control, control, you must learn control. <laughs> and and that's one of the most powerful parts of Empire Strikes Back is that that teaching, uh, that teaching scene with him and Luke. But if you get so tired of those little clips, then eventually you're going to hate the game. So I like having the option of having a different storyline, but still, it still makes you feel like you are involved in the world. Now, I I will completely argue that the difference is with Lord of the Rings, you are going through the movie of the Lord of the Rings. Right. And it, but they're not it video clips. feels great. They're not video clips and it feels good. And that was the, when the first time that I played monsters, I, I about wanted to die the fifth time grandpa walked over to that stupid book and flipped it. I was like, I don't, I don't care anymore. Just keep moving. So uh, now I will say that the Hobbit, if you want theme integration, the Hobbit is probably the best theme integration ever made. Yeah. And they did a lot of custom stuff too, though, on top of it. No, absolutely. But I, I'm saying that that was one of those where, yeah, that is, that is the way to do it right. But it is so hard to do that. And I would argue Pirates of the Caribbean, um, the new uh, JJP one with Eric, he did an amazing job of getting you in that world while not feeling like you are just overwhelmed by that world. So it's that fine line of how much is it worth? Uh, Are you willing to spend $1,000 to get the theme that you want? People always say that, that they're willing to pay the money. But when it comes down to it, they're going to they're going to. Uh, holler every time there's like, oh, they raised up 500 bucks for this. They're like, well, we could have lowered at $500 and stripped some stuff out, which is what has probably happened with some games. So do you think it's acceptable then? So would you prefer to be playing the movie like a Lord of the Rings type of game, which I guess we've established you're really not because it's DMD and stuff like that. Or would you prefer to be uh, kind of like in the role, like Jurassic Park, you are like the new hire, the the employee. Well, let's take Gremlins, for example. Let's say that all you got with Gremlins is is literally just the Gremlins. You even get the, you only get Gizmo. You just, you get Gremlins, right? And you get the logo and, but you're the idiot that decided to give the little Magua water and now you're cleaning up as many Gremlins as you can. You know what I'm saying? Do you think I, something like that would work? I dig it. I mean, that's what they did with Ghostbusters. You're the recruit. Um, and, uh, you know, Ernie Hudson's doing the voice as Winston, and he's talking to you as the new guy. And it, it works fine. It feels like you're in Ghostbusters. The theme integration in Ghostbusters is actually fantastic. They did a really good oh, job with that one. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I like it though, because it leaves a little bit to be left unexpected as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know how many things are so iconic. Like these are all popular, um, themes that they go after, but I don't know how many things are so like dead iconic that you can't have a take on it or a story within a story. Like even star Wars, they could say, Hey, you're the leader, leader of a, uh, fighter squadron, um, at, you know, at these big battles and, you know, you could have very passing references, like maybe the Millennium Falcon just flies by on the screen at times or something like that, but you have your own story going on. It'd be interesting. I mean, that's what Rogue One was as a movie. It was the, you know, the side story. So they, they could do really cool stuff with that, with these themes, but sometimes that's hard because they don't want you generating new art assets um, within those themes. They want you to use their package stuff. So I think the concept works fine. It's, it's up to the license holder of what they're going to let you do with it. I don't know. I'm I'm getting more and more to the point where I enjoy being immersed in the game by being someone in the game, like like Jurassic Park. I just I think it's awesome, and it makes me nervous when people are throwing such a fit about, hey, why are not all the movie clips in there and, and this and that? Like, I, I don't think it's such a terrible problem that all the assets aren't in the game. Like, it should just feel know. like the theme. You don't necessarily have to have all of the famous scenes played out as you play. Well, yeah. it, it matters though on location. It, it will. It, it, if someone is only playing a game because they they're at a pizza joint and they see, uh, you know, they see Star Wars out there, they want to see the familiar stuff, and so it's finding that fine line of how familiar is necessary versus repetitive. Yeah, sure. I guess that, that does go to your point. I mean, if if we made a Star Wars and you didn't get any of the characters from it you're literally got like what the millennium falcon and and maybe a couple wookies because that's what they're giving you um people might be upset with that and i could understand that but we don't have to go to the whole degree of every single specific scene from each movie you want sure to um but how how fun would it have been to have star wars filled with custom call outs rather than movie oh, yeah. clips well if only there was a star wars actor that was really good at voice work yeah. I mean, Some, someone that could really hit the mark. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they can get some, the guy who did the Joker in Batman. Maybe they yeah. could have gone. Oh, could you imagine if they had used him in a Batman pin? Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah. Let's vault the Dark Knight and not into Batman 66. Let's, let's vault it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just vault Batman 66. Okay, I would vault the- Batman 66 and put it into, uh, into just the animated series. I, I would take yeah. that over Batman 66. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Cause then you get Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's who did it. Oh man. Has he been in anything else? <laughs> um, no, he's the best he's Joker been, ever. Yeah, no, it's, yes, yeah, he really is. He is. He's great. I don't know when, when it comes to Joker lists, there's, there's two that float to the top and it's either Heath Ledger. Or it's uh it's Mark Hamill. And it's seriously every yeah. Joker list I've looked at. It's one of the two. Yeah. Right. So, I, that's true. I'm Mark's done it twice. He did the animated series, and then the video game stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, which was amazing. Arkham City is some of the best voice acting I've ever seen. But yeah, he's an incredible Joker for that. Yeah. Arkham City, the pinball machine. Do it. Come on, Stern. Do it. Yes. And don't. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm all for that. I love that series. That's a great. My son loves that series. I mean, yeah. it's just a wonderful series. So. 
Well, I, th- I think that pretty much, uh, wraps it up. I, I honestly think, you know, the whole time we've said this multiple times, we've went off the rails. I really I think that's going to be the title of this went episode. Off the really orange, uh, plastic track. Yeah. <laughs> the hot wheels track. We, we crashed a few yeah. times, but you know what? That's part of the fun. Hey, dude, I'm still disappointed. I, I still want to play, even though it's not my game theme that I want. I'm still disappointed that we're not going to be playing these games. It sucks. Yeah. No, no oh. I, I was so looking forward to this Texas Pinball Festival. But you I know probably what? was going to win the tournament. I mean, yeah, I, I, I felt it. I felt it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of people thought I would. Yeah. Well, so. well, Jeff, <laughs> uh, you do have some pinball, uh, pinball related stuff. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what you have and how they can find it? Um, I have a podcast that uh, has plenty of episodes to catch up on if you want to do that. The Pinball Podcast, the most pretentious name in pinball podcasting. Um, it's just pinballpodcast.com or Facebook or whatever. You can find us. We'll come, we're coming back. Um, also, I'm selling a dopey shirt that is Peace, Love, Happiness, and Pinball. Um, everyone wants peace, love, and happiness, but I really think you need that fourth thing to be truly content. And for us, a lot of us, it's pinball. So I'm selling that shirt. I find my Facebook profile. I posted it there and I made it public. That'll do. Okay. Okay. And why, um, why, otherwise, support my co-host, Jessica, and Soft Plunge. Soft Plunge Pinball, her, her merch that she's doing. Um, she just came out with some new stickers and it's awesome. Like Jessica does a good job with that. Um, you see her stuff everywhere now. It's just softplungepinball.com. But if you were at, um, uh, Pinburg last year, you saw her pinball summer tanks all over the place in the shorts and stuff. So but yeah, check Heck her yes. stuff out. Scott, Scott's Scott got some of those booty shorts and he, he sports them for his wife. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> come on, she's got the Wu Tang one. The uh, pinball rules everything around me shirt. That's just you kind of got to have that. Okay, so. I, actually, yes. I have totally forgot. I have to actually give a shout out to uh, to Doctor Pin and Mrs. Pin. So we have been getting this package together to send off to them, and Mrs. Pin actually said, "Hey, uh, I need your logo," and we're like, "Oh, okay." So I sent off the logo, and they sent me a package. Uh, and they asked uh, what size my wife was. Uh, my wife got a custom shirt uh, of two things. She got an exercise shirt of uh, Mrs. Pin, uh, Mrs. Pin's Pinball Podcast. And also it has Womp on there, which is hilarious because I had to explain to my wife what Womp was. <laughs> <laughs> and she liked it, but she says we're never telling our kids what that means. And they also, <laughs> yeah, they also gave me a bag and they gave me earrings and they gave me a whole bunch of sweet swag. So we are in the process of engineering our return gift bag to send up to them. But uh, just wanted to give them a shout out for everything they sent me and how, how absolutely amazing that was. And if you haven't checked out their pinball podcast, it's Mrs. Pin Pin pinball podcast. And also uh, Christian is Dr. Pin and he is on the is the super awesome pinball podcast is that what it is yes that's right yeah, yep. okay because mm-hmm. they changed their name a few times but that go check yeah. that out too um uh i just need to actually say one thing i offered to send a box of fun pinball stuff to them about a year ago maybe longer probably longer still gonna do it okay br- bring it down we'll just send a giant gift package okay that re- that reminds me 
our shirt should be done tomorrow. I will check with our people. That was, we were supposed to have these for TPF. Listen um, to you guys, our people. You're so fancy on this show. I, I know. Um, <laughs> Sounds so elitist. So, you people. But we should have those done tomorrow. We do have some extra. We, we were planning on having some extras down at TPF. If you want to reach out to us and get us, get one of those t-shirts. Um, I'm going to, I got hats. I've got beanies. Um, we were, we were locked, cocked and ready to rock for TPF. And then this all happened and I'd already put in the order and I was like, well, we'll make it work. So if you want to get a hold of us, we are the loser kid pinball podcast at gmail.com. Don't put the in front of it. Just put loser kid pinball podcast. You can find us at Facebook at Facebook, facebook.com slash loser kid pinball podcast. I cannot talk tonight. My, my tongue's tied. Um, if you want to get hold of, of me or Scott, you can find us on Facebook. That's probably the easiest way. We talk through messenger a lot. Um, we are on Instagram and we're on SoundCloud. So if you want to check us out, if, if you're not checking us out right now, I don't know how you're doing it, but yeah. Oh, and I want to do one quick shout out. We have a fan that has listened since every single episode and I've never talked about this guy, even though he is, he's an awesome dude. His name is Spencer Chapman. Dude, thank you so much for the support and all the shows. I ran, I had him down last weekend and he's, he's telling me how much he loves the shows and, uh, you're an awesome dude. So I'll have to introduce you to Scott and, and Jeff next time you're you're out, around and about. So. Absolutely. So other than that, guys, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Uh-huh. Uh, we really appreciate all the conversation, the banter, even though we went off the rails. I apologize. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was it was important. We, we actually talked about things that were even more important than pinball. So. Yeah, Hot Wheels. You know, Hot Wheels. Absolutely. You know, we're going to go off the rails when we're talking about Scott sitting on the toilet and shaking during an earthquake. So, oh, yeah, I'm just putting that it out rocked there. Rock my world. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but thanks again. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again for joining us, you guys. Yep. Thanks, guys.